Good morning, church. How are you this morning? So good to see you here in person. And I want to welcome those who are watching online. So good to have you tuning in. And if you're watching from Tumby Bay especially, a very, very big warm welcome to you. Let's give the Tumby Bay watchers a welcome. So if you are watching from Tumby Bay, we do intend to start services there real soon. And we are we are just got to get some things ready. And when everything's ready, then we'll launch strong. So I uh, just want to encourage Tumby Bay that uh, we are coming and it, it's going to be worth the wait. So let's just pray before we uh, get into the Word this morning. So I just ask that you uh, uh, pray with me, receive something from Jesus this morning. So dear Heavenly Father, we pray today. As we've come to church to hear your word, we've come to church to be in your presence. We've come together so that we can grow and learn and, and get stronger. So I just pray this morning as we are in this time in your presence, speak to us, convict us, encourage us, direct us. Lord, may we, we be filled with the spirit that comes from your word this morning. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, musicians. Good job this morning. So today I'm starting, I'm launching a new series and uh, it's called In The Waiting. So today's part one and it starts from um, Psalm 27 verse 14. It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I love that scripture. Uh, it's got a lot in it and that's our launch pad for this series that we're going into. Um, just want to say, Pauline is away for a week. She's baby, uh, she's doing nana duties for a week, and she's absolutely loving it. I'm just like, I was there for a couple of days, said, I better go home. Uh, I come home a day early. Uh, wait till he's a, a toddler, then, it, then it'll be more fun for me. But uh, uh, yeah, she, she's absolutely loving it. Mariah's doing well, and Sean's doing well, and uh, it's good to spend a brief time with them. Uh, and uh, she's going to be there. But um, uh, anyway, that's what's happening in, in my world. I'm, I'm a bachelor uh, for the week and uh, discovering things in the supermarket that I never took any notice of, like, uh, uh, like frozen vegetables. Uh, they're really, really awesome. Anyhow, to getting back to our, our message today. So some broad uh, concepts of, about this series. I want you to understand everything about the, uh, the Christian life is about waiting. So it, 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 you, you don't really understand until you, you see it. But um, uh, most importantly, we are waiting for Jesus' return. And I want us to be a church that always understands and is ready and doesn't lose sight of that fact that we are waiting for Jesus to return for his church, for his people. Uh, that victorious day where we are caught up in the air with the angels to meet the Lord. Who's waiting for that day? You know, on your worst day, say, Jesus, could it be today? Could it be now? But um, there's, there's a couple of words that we use all the time in our Christianese language um, that, that are all about waiting. Hope is a waiting word. Now, I've got a whole lot of scriptures for these, but I'm not going to go through them all today. Um, but if you want to see them, uh, I can send you the, the, uh, the extra notes. Um, and another big word that we use in church is faith. Faith is a waiting word. Hope and faith are waiting words. 
Um, love is a commitment to hope and faith that keeps us steady. Without love, we walk away prematurely from the blessing that Jesus has for us. Do you realize that? Love will hold you in the house of God. Love will hold you to a promise. But without love, if you, if you allow your love and your heart to grow cold, then, then you could easily wander away. You can easily miss the blessing that Jesus has prepared for you because you didn't wait. So if you've ever waited for God to do something or are waiting for something now, this message is for you. This whole series, I think, is going to encourage us and direct us and prepare us for what God has for us next. So uh, if you've grown up in a big family, something that you'll hear a lot is to wait your turn. Who's ever heard that? Wait your turn. So if you're waiting for the ice cream or waiting for your turn on the, on the bike or whatever it is, um, if you're too eager and you push in, there's going to be a chorus of wait your turn. Get back. Or if you're the old school tuck shop or canteen, that's where I used to hear it a lot. Wait your turn. Get back on the line. Because you try and want to get your way in. But as children, we learn that it's rude to push in. It's antisocial to, to barge in, to try and get your thing first. You have to wait your turn. And, and when it comes to spiritual things, there's a powerful key that when we truly trust in the Lord, we can wait for our turn to come. So I want to show you some, some things today. And there's... There is so much to unload when it comes to the power of waiting. And I, I hope that you can, uh, if, you miss a, if you miss a week of this series, listen to it on the podcast and, and get it all. But I think there is going to be a power in our lives when we begin to adjust to the waiting times that God has for us. So there's a dignity in those who have, a, um, who have mastered the art of waiting. It's a spiritual gift and it's an art that God has given us and, and it's something with great dignity uh, among those who have mastered the art of waiting. So uh, Hebrew, in the Hebrew word, uh, it's, it's called kava, spelt with a K. I think that's how you, how you pronounce it. But Isaiah 64 verse 4 tells us this. For since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you, who works for those who kava, who wait for him. Now that word has a, has a meaning. It, it means to wait actively with anticipation, hopefully watching for God to act. That's the kind of waiting that we're talking about this morning. It's a waiting that's not like, well, I'm just waiting around. I've got nothing to do. Uh, I'm bored. I, I, I'm I'm restless, uh, so, but I'm not really doing anything. But this kavar waiting that we're talking about today, and, and forgive me if, I, if I'm, my pronunciation's not right, but I'm, I'm doing the best with that. But, but we, we ought to be waiting actively with anticipation, hopefully watching for God to move. And that's the kind of waiting that, that is productive that is, that is a blessing in our life when we can uh, adjust those seasons in our life with that kind of a uh, anticipation. 
So my first point this morning is don't give up in the waiting. Your turn is coming. Don't give up in the waiting. Your turn is coming. And so you, you, you might be having your eye on that spiritual ice cream thinking, I need to get, I need to get in there and push my way in and make sure I don't miss out. But you know something, your time is coming. I want you to, to remind yourself when you think that maybe you might miss out, perhaps you think you have missed out, your time is coming. So your turn is coming. So waiting time is frustrating time. If you've ever experienced uh, a waiting room, you know what this is all about. When you're waiting and waiting and waiting and you, you know, you've, you've read every magazine in the rack and you, you've watched the TV and all those things that they have in waiting rooms today. But Jesus is with you in your waiting. So the thing you don't do when you're in the waiting room is you don't leave. See, this whole, this whole message started because I had to go to the bank. And they, they, I was told, go to the bank, there's some forms you need to fill out, they're all there ready, you just have to do your signature and, and you just go and tell them that it's for, for, it was for the Minister's Association. I had to go to the Minister's Association, they said, it's all ready, go to the bank and just sign it. So I was the first one there, apparently. And so I turned up and I said, I've just got to so sign some, some documents for the Port Lincoln's Minister's Association. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, they're not ready. Um, you can wait while we get them ready. Uh, and there's a seat over there. And my natural instinct kicked in to say, don't wait. Go. Go to the post office, go do these other errands, do all the other stuff, and then come back. But something inside me, which I believe was the voice of the Spirit, said, don't go. Wait. I thought, no, I don't. let's rebuke that Spirit. And so I sat there and was like, what am I here for? Why? And, I, and all these things are going through my head. They're wasting my time. They told me things were ready. They're not ready. How long is this going to take? Anyway, I sat there for about 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes, the Holy Spirit began to just give me like a massive download. So I'm on my phone getting all these notes. And, and, and this series is largely due to that moment of waiting for the documents at the bank. And it was no less than probably eight minutes but it was eight minutes of intersection with Jesus that happened in a waiting time at the bank of all places. So, but if you've ever experienced that time in the waiting room, Jesus is with you in your waiting. So the, the, the point I want to make there is don't leave in your waiting. I'm, we're talking about spiritual concepts here. We're things, things that happen deep within us. And, and it's so, so easy to think, well, God's not doing anything right now. Uh, there's not enough action happening here. Um, what am I supposed to do? Just sit in the corner and wait? Uh-huh. Because you, you, you don't want to miss your specialist appointment that you've been waiting months and months and months for because you got to the, you got to the waiting room and said, I can't wait now. So you, you get frustrated and you get disappointed and you, you just get up and walk out and miss your opportunity. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 to 11. I love this, uh, this scripture. It says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to harvest, 
a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Let's be encouraged today. There, are, there is a time for every blessing that comes from God. There's a time for your ministry. There is a time for your success. There is a time for you to flourish in your soul. There is a time for all those things. So verse 11 says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. See, in the waiting time, we can't see the end. We can't see what's going to happen next. Maybe we have a hope. Maybe we have some faith. Maybe we have some desires. But we actually can't see it yet. Don't walk out of the waiting room in that time. It's not the time to quit. It's not the time to walk away. It's not the time to say, I haven't got time for this because you're so close to entering the promise that's coming next. So that second key is don't give up in your waiting because your time is coming. Jesus hasn't ran out for you when it comes to what it is you're looking for. Next thing. Sowing and harvest, and in between is waiting. So for all the farmers, you know that sowing and harvest, but in between both of those is waiting. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 to 29, it says, Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scattered seed on the ground night and day. While he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for the harvest time has come. You know something? There is no harvest without waiting. Could you imagine if the, the farmer puts, a, puts the, the, the seed in the ground, he, he plants the crop, he sows the field, and then a month or so later, two months later, says, hmm, you know what, I think I'm getting the header out now because I just can't wait for this harvest. I'm going to drive my header through the, 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 rising, the, the rising leaves or the buds or whatever we call them, and I'm going to harvest it all. What's he going to harvest? He's not going to harvest anything. He's going to destroy it all. And so we've got, to, we've got to glean the wisdom of the farmer and realize that what we sow in the spiritual will reap a harvest after the waiting. So, so many times we think, well, I tried this Christian thing. I tried it God's way. Didn't see too much happening. When you consistently sow to your spirit, then you'll receive from the Spirit. But you have to have the season of the waiting. 
where things are developing, where things are growing, where things are, 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 are sprouting up out of the ground that are your spiritual inheritance, your spiritual blessing. The, the things that come from the Spirit have got to be born in the Spirit and you need to have a waiting season for them to, to be fully revealed in your life. Don't give up in your waiting. Your harvest is coming. Who's encouraged already so far? Don't give up in your waiting for your harvest is coming. Matthew 25 verse 1 to 12 says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil for their lamps. But the other five were, uh, were wise enough to take along extra oil. I want to just take a moment there. Be wise bride, bridesmaid today. Male or female, you're a bridesmaid right now. Be wise enough to have enough oil. We're talking about the, 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 the things of the Spirit in our life. The things that only come from Jesus. The gifts of the Spirit. Have enough of that in your life to carry you through the waiting season. So this is what happens next. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Let me go back to this. When the bridegroom was delayed, let's put it this way, when they had to wait, they became drowsy, they became tired, and they fell asleep. You know, one of the things I believe God is stirring within the church right now around the world is he's awakening the church again to, to the return of Jesus. He's, he's awakening something in the church. I love our awaken nights because that's all about uh, stirring ourselves in a fresh way, uh, re-energizing ourselves in a spiritual sense, spending a little bit more time in the house of God just to worship Him, praise Him, and have a download from heaven. It's, it's filling our oil again and being filled with a, a fresh uh, anointing again. So it says there in verse 6, At midnight they were, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. Now it says, all the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish, one, five foolish ones asked the others, please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for, for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came and then those who were ready went in with them in, uh, into the marriage feast and the door was locked. See, this story describes the church. The bridesmaids are the church, are the people of God. The bridegroom is Jesus returning for his people. As I said at the start, we are waiting the whole thing about our, our Christian belief and it should be always at the forefront of what we talk about, is that Jesus is coming back for a victorious church. And so this is a picture of that type of church. But it says half, 50-50, half were ready and half weren't ready. Half could take it or leave it. Half were like, well, it doesn't really matter. 
I'm just in this waiting season. I'm in a holding pattern. I'm not prepared. I'm not filled with any oil. And so uh, I'll just cruise along and life will be okay. But it says they weren't ready when Jesus came back. And my, my encouragement to everyone is just be ready in your spirit because Jesus is coming back. Don't be among the 50% who didn't have their oil filled, who didn't have enough. So it describes a church, believers who didn't give attention in the waiting. They didn't give attention in the waiting. They're thinking, well, it's a long way off. Maybe it's a fairy tale. Maybe I'm not quite too sure. Maybe I'm not convinced about what Jesus really said. Maybe in the waiting, I I didn't read my Bible. Maybe in the waiting, I didn't get into prayer. Maybe in the waiting, I didn't let myself be, uh, be touched by Jesus. I just thought it was always going to be somewhere later on. Just thought I had plenty more time. Remind yourself often that you need to be ready. Have oil in your lamp and some. It can't be borrowed from someone else. Prepare yourself for the bridegroom in the waiting room. That's the the, the most important waiting room that we need to be in right now is we're waiting for Jesus. So when when we're aware of that, it affects the way we talk. It affects the way we see. It affects the way we serve one another. It affects the way we love. It affects every element of our life when we we live with the right attitude in our waiting. So I want to encourage you with that thought. Number four, so number four there. Don't give up in your waiting. Your salvation, your Savior is coming. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. I'm just going to ask the musicians to come and and join me again. In Romans 8, verses 38 to 39, it's a a powerful scripture, but one that I think needs some answers to. It says this, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from Jesus. It says their angels can't separate us from the love of Jesus. Demons can't separate us from the love of Jesus. Our fears, our worries, all the powers of hell can't separate us. So my question this morning is how does anyone end separated from Jesus? How does anyone end up like the the five foolish bridesmaids? How does that happen? One simple point. They give up in the waiting. They gave up in the waiting. They didn't focus their attention. They didn't maximize their time in their waiting. This message is not about condemnation. It's about encouraging our attitude. It's about stirring our faith. 
It's about stepping into the promise and the, 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 the plan of Jesus for our life as individuals and as a corporate body. How does anyone end up separated from Jesus if all the powers of hell can't separate us? All our worries and fears and all that. The simple thing is when we give up in the waiting, we become separated from Jesus. Now we can't transpose onto Jesus our consumer-orientated demand for spiritual things. We have a consumer-orientated life. So that's demonstrated that these days we, we don't want to wait. Like going to the bank and say, well, hey, can you wait 10 minutes? I'm like, I don't want to wait. I've got to go, got to go, got to go somewhere else. Got to be someplace. We have this thing called fast food today. And we want it now. We don't want to wait. We want to do the drive-through. We want to get in and get out. There's that that thing that we have within us and, and we can't transpose onto Jesus for our spiritual things that consumer-oriented demand it doesn't work that way in the spirit there is sowing there is waiting and there is harvest I want to tell you today that you, you may have been sowing for many many years and you've, you've had years and years in the waiting but your harvest is coming don't give up in the waiting you're so close, don't give up now. Because faith is proved in the darkness of the wait. Faith is proved in the darkness of the waiting. See, we need to respond to Jesus in our waiting seasons. stand to our feet for a moment this morning as we come in for a, a conclusion today. See, there's those here today and you felt that Jesus has forgotten you, that God lost the plan for your future because you've been waiting. Perhaps you've, you've been so eager to, to get hold of some things that you've unwittingly made some shortcuts and you've tried to take the fast track to the harvest or to the ministry or to some other purpose in your life and you thought well I've, I made some shortcut things you can ask Jesus to, to take you through to the full harvest that and just pray, God, I, I hope there was no damage done to the harvest because of my shortcut. Your time is coming. Your harvest is coming. Jesus is coming. If, if you're struggling in the, in the waiting, I want to encourage you today, Jesus hasn't forgotten. Jesus knows what you've sown and he sees the harvest. As we saw in Ecclesiastes, we don't know the full scope of God. From where we see, we can only see limited. But God has an unlimited purpose and a plan for each one of us here today. Can we just, if there's something that you think, hey, help me in my waiting. I've been frustrated. I've been trying to 
push things forward. And things haven't really been that comfortable in my waiting. I'm agitated. I would love to pray with you this morning and believe the Holy Spirit has done this word especially for you. So without anyone looking around, without any uh, judgment or whatever, if you need prayer, say, include me in this prayer. Lord, I, I need you to do something in my life. I need to receive something. Raise your hand right across this place and say, Jesus, I, I want to be included in these prayers. There's hands going up across this place. Let me pray for you this morning. Today is not the day to give up. Lord, you see every hand that is raised here in this place and you want to encourage them. It's not the day to give up. It's our time to start up something. It's our time to refresh. It's our time to reinvigorate ourselves in the call of God again. We pray over every situation and declare fruitfulness and blessing, power, authority to come through our waiting season. Lord, I just pray right now for encouragement into every heart here today that we may discover and realize and be uh, encouraged that there is a blessing in our waiting. The harvest doesn't come to the farmer until after the waiting. So we just pray today over our church, over our lives, over our families, over our ministries. Lord, that we want to be people who know how to wait for the best that comes from Jesus. Lord, we pray over every situation and declare the worth, the wait is worth it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can take your seats, guys. I always want to take an opportunity to ask if there's anyone who's away from Jesus right now. Maybe you've you've been in church and, and you've been away for a long, long time and it's something you're rediscovering is, is coming back to God, coming back to Jesus. If that's you then, or if you've never been, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, if that's you, and if you're watching online, you can do this right where you are as well. You can enter into a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, then we are saved. Jesus talked about we can't be right with God unless we are born again. The way in which we do that is we ask Jesus to come into our heart, forgive us of our sins, repent and turn to Him, and we will be born again. The start point for that is doing that confession. It's what's up on the screens. We have a prayer that we pray. I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me this morning. And if you've done it for the first time or you're doing it for the first time, there is power that will change your future. It will change your future. Maybe if you're coming back to the Lord, then it's a great opportunity for you today to say, Jesus, I want to start again. I want to get my, my wheels back on the track of serving you. Can we pray this together, church? Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You've been fantastic, church. Just want to encourage you, don't give up in the waiting. And next week, just want to say, hey, we've got a great speaker. Pastor Sean Stanton will be with us. Uh, the the national, uh, what is he? He's the, the secretary of the ACC. Great man of God. You're going to love it. God bless you. Have a great day.